Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Give me the flat to dawn. With plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. All right, folks. It is Monday <laughs> night. <laughs> We're going to uh, see how this works out. Peppy's put. For the first time, Peppy's running the studio, so uh, our entrance music was cut a little bit short, and that's okay. Cause and we're going to need all <laughs> we're going to need all the time that we can get. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to need all the time we can get tonight, man. We got yeah. so much to talk already, about. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I say I already messed that one up. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. That's all right. People already know what our music is. It's no big deal. Uh, Welcome to the Monday Night Kickoff Show. I'm the host of the Monday Night Kickoff Show, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Joined, as always, my co-host, the tournament-winning master angler extraordinaire, Peppy Vidal. Yep. Good evening, all. Yeah, right. I get lucky (laughs) sometimes, but, you know. (laughs) Hey, I'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah. So... Wade's saying he can't connect to the forum. Well, if Wade, if you can't connect to the forum, refresh. I don't know. We're having some technical difficulties tonight. If you can't hear us or if you can hear us and you can't get on the forum, I apologize. Um, we'll have this all straightened out for you next week. So I've been getting – actually, all, I think all of us pretty much locally have been getting a lot of questions about things to bring with you to the boondoggle. Of course, most people know what a boondoggle is if you're listening to the show. Boondoggle is taking place not this upcoming weekend, but the following weekend out at Cars Park. Coming back to our uh, coming back to our backyard, so to speak. And uh, yeah, we know what for you guys. We know what you guys need to be bringing down here. We'll we'll talk about that tonight. We got Alice Gritchie calling in now on the phone lines there, um, and uh, we're going to talk with Alex here in just a minute about. Uh, our fishing day today, and then also too some things to bring with you down here to the Space Coast area for fishing for the boondoggle, fishing during the boondoggle. The boondoggle is not a tournament, so there's no pressure. Uh, most folks, to be honest with you, fishing for for folks during the boondoggle is almost an afterthought. So, you know, for those of you that are new to it, when you walk around and you see people or are a little bit more excited about hanging out and just having a good time and that kind of thing. Um, you'll uh, you'll understand kind of the reasoning behind that, as opposed to wanting to call butt and go fishing all day long. It's more about the community collaboration, people getting together, having a good time, meeting new people, that kind of thing, hanging out. 
than it is about the fishing. It always has been. Hopefully, it always will be. Um, you know, but with that being said, of course, we we are blessed to live here on the Space Coast. Wouldn't you say, Puppy? Heck yeah, yeah, we're very blessed here at, in the West Coast. I mean, it's I can't think of a better place to be having a a weekend um, a weekend camping, fishing, partying, drunk, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> you know, better. I mean, whatever you want to call it, because I don't consider fishing the first thing on a priority list. I just don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Those of us that have been to a few of them, we kind of understand that, look, just go have a good time, right? It's a vacation, basically. That's right. You're going to come down from out of town and all that kind of stuff. Just come down and have a great time. Make sure you have a great time. If you come here, especially to our neck of the woods, if you come to our neck of the woods and you leave without having a good time, that's your own fault. That's Don't right. Tell you. Hey, say now, you. Let me, I'm going to bring Alex into the conversation, too, because he might have a few things to say also about this whole boondoggle thing. Um, and um, as far as fishing too, whoever wants to go out there and fish and maybe wants to take out a guide fishing, you could uh, probably hit up Alex if he doesn't have anything going on. You Absolutely. Know, it's, Absolutely. It's one of the you know one of our top guys out there. Alex, you there? Oh, absolutely. I'm here, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something before Alex before Alex jumps into his spiel and, and everything else. Let me let me tell you guys a little something. Okay. I've uh, I've had the pleasure of fishing with a lot of people over the years, and uh, today was one of those days where I, I just think the planets were all in alignment, and God was looking down on us or something, because I well, first of all, rarely do I ever not have a good time fishing in any situation. I always make it a fun time, but. Fishing with Alex and fishing with Jeremy out there today was, in my opinion, one of the best fishing trips that I think I've had in years. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pump Alex's head up a little bit here with some hot air. But <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, we don't fit. We don't fit. <laughs> listen here, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, we pull out to Port Canaveral, right now. Now, granted. This is not a guided trip, okay? I didn't hire Alex to take me fishing. We're buddies. We go fishing, whatever. But we both know how to fish, and we both understand how each other likes to fish. And every now and again, I just sit back and watch, and I'm just in awe of what this guy does. Okay? I'm not a sissy <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Those of you that know me know that, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of crazy. I can be crazy at times. I watch Alex go inside of the surf break today to cast to cast to an area where he knew the snook would be. Like and it wasn't a very small surf break. It was a good size surf break. Like whenever the waves would come down or whatever, I didn't see Alex for a second. <laughs> then he'd pop back up again. And he'd hear him hoop and holler and like a cowboy or something over there riding waves. And uh it was just impressive to watch. And then we pull out to uh oh, well, let me back up. So we get to the North Jetty at Port Canaveral, all right? We've got some, some mullet, and uh, we're looking to go score a flounder or two for dinner. Well, of course, in true Alex fashion, he has to catch the, the biggest fish first. So <laughs> he pulls over, and 
proceeds to land a beautiful five pound, five pound ish. I would go bigger than that, but five pound flounder. Okay. Right in front of me. So that was awesome. Well, then I followed up with hooking the mysterious fish that was on the bottom that ended up showing itself sometime later. But Alex is out there fishing, right? Jeremy's out there fishing. They're fishing for themselves. They're not, again, it's not a guided trip. Alex stuck right next to me the entire time I fought my, my big red fish. The entire fight, he stayed right next to me for security purposes, not for if Chuck gets pulled out of the boat, because that wasn't going to happen. But in, in case both were coming towards us, because he's in a yellow kayak, I'm in a tan kayak. We didn't have our safety flags with. That's our fault. But anyway, um, for you and we guys, did have a boat come come, and we did have a boat come very close several times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're out there doing survey, and then they had a track on a line, and from time to time, my redfish decided, I guess, he wanted to be in front of the boat. But anyhow, um, <laughs> now I'm going to set the story up for you real quick, like. All right, I go out there to fish for flounder. My favorite way to fish for flounder is jigging them with a jig head with a live bait or with a plastic bait or a strip, okay? Light tackle because I like to feel the bite. I like to be able to feel that bait, you know, getting excited right before he gets eaten. So I'm fishing light tackle. I'm fishing a Akuma Helios 30 on a Adventurous Custom Rod, a 6'8", 6-12-pound class rod, 10-pound braid, 15-pound mono. Okay. Nothing nothing heavy, nothing crazy. I'm not looking to score a 40-plus-inch redfish. I'm looking to catch a, a flounder. So plenty. that's plenty enough gear for catching flounders, in my opinion. But anyway, it's, it's not plenty enough gear to catch redfish that swim out into the channel and go to the bottom in 40 foot of water and decide to hang out there all day. <laughs> um <laughs> Alex can attest for it, man. I put as much heat on that rod as you can possibly put on a freaking pole. Like, I fingered the, I was fingering the drag, you know, palm in the drag, uh, or the spool, I should say, uh, the entire fight. And when he needed to go, I let him go. But when I wanted to lift him, I put my back into it, try to lift him, whatever. Make a long story short, got him up twice, then he took off again. Finally got him up, put a lipper in his mouth, pulled him up into my lap. The fish was literally as long as my leg. Like, literally, it was as long as my leg. My 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 toes were pointed out on my pedal. His tail was draped over my foot, and his nose was up against my gut. Nice fish, probably 40, 43, 44, somewhere in there. I don't know. Regardless. Release the fish, everything's hunky-dory. Alex is like, let's go hit this buoy. <laughs> so we go over, we hit a buoy. Nothing there. Move on to another buoy. I've jigged this buoy three, four, five, six times. Nothing happening. Alex pushes up with a strip of, what did you have? You had a strip of something. Jackerbell, baby. Yeah, he cut good a strip old, off of Jackerbell. Jack. <laughs> yeah, Alex pulls a strip off of Jackerbell, puts on a jig head, drops it down. Has about a 10-pound triple tail, come up and suck it in, and then he just got a little overzealous and, and missed him. No big deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like, wow, dude, that's freaking crazy. I would never have thought to use Jack Gravel, but cool. So I pedal <laughs> off. I, I see I see a, a slick off in the distance, and I'm like, man, I got to get that slick. I watched a few birds working it, whatever. 
and there's scattered sargasm weed everywhere. So I took off, and I hear Alex screaming for Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, just yelling for Jeremy. And uh, uh, then I hear several other words being yelled that weren't kind words for Jeremy. It was more along the lines of, you know, damn it, I broke this fish off. Damn it. Not not so clean version, but that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> and uh, the, the the third the third time in the buoy was the charm. It, yeah, she got me on that. <laughs> yeah. So so then so then uh, a short time later, I guess Jeremy uh, also hooks a big fish on the buoy and gets broke off too, right? Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I missed another hit. So also. Yeah. Okay, so Alex missed another one. Jeremy missed another one, got broke off. Okay, so flash forward. I come back into the beach. I'm, I'm following this rip, which over this, this slick, that goes all the way back into the beach. Pretty, pretty, pretty far north of the North Jetty, right? To this point, I haven't even realized the, the feeding frenzy that is taking place in a, a mere... 200 yards away from me, all right? I'm oblivious to this. I'm, I'm in search of triple tail. I'm looking at every patch of weed and all this stuff. I look, something tells me to look up. I look up, and all the way in on the beach, right, way in on, on the beach, I see uh, I see the, this big roller kind of come in and crash, and all these mullet just go flying in the air. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> I go, I go yeah. as fast as that, as that outback would get me in towards the beach. I go flying in there. I've got a pearl white SSB from Slayer Inc. on a white jig head, far as humanly possible. And uh, it's, the fish must have been sitting there with his mouth open waiting for it. As soon as it hit the water, I, it got gobbled up by a jack. And the jack, I mean, I had the jack on for a while, saw the jack. He ran off a little bit of drag. Jack comes flying. As soon as he dropped that bait, I hooked a ladyfish. Like a three-foot, like a, <laughs> not three-foot, but a two-foot ladyfish. <laughs> All right, ladyfish jumps in the air, spits the jig, jig hits the water. I'm not even, I can't even make this up. Jig hits the water, it's so, a blue it, fish. It, it's so true. A blue fish crushes the jig. I had, in one cast, I had three different species on at one, at one different time, like at all different times. Just crazy. You, as fast as you can fish. I mean, I'm not even going to exaggerate. I don't, I, I'm sure Alex did the same. I know for a fact I caught probably close to 50 Jack of I'm, laugh, I'm laughing so hard because it, it is so true and you're explaining it just unbelievably well. It was as fast as you could humanly possible possibly fish. That was it. The faster it you was fish, nuts. the more Yeah, it was nuts. And 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 I got tired of replacing SSBs and, and typically obviously in the river, if you uh if you get a SSB or any kind of soft plastic chopped in half, your first instinct is to change it out. Well listen, these fish don't give a uh, a rat's behind whether or not it's in full, full shape, non-full shape, just a piece, just a smidge. They don't even care, dude. I was throwing, uh, it wasn't even a chunk. It was a sliver of an SSB that was left on a jig head. As 
far as I showed in the beach and reeling it as fast as I could, skipping it across the surface, and jacks and blues and ladyfish and, and Spanish mackerel and everything was trying to light this thing up. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Seriously. And then, and then as the morning progressed, the sharks showed up. And the sharks showed up, and what was so cool about it is that you would see these things cruising right on the outside of the edge of the breakers. They'd be cruising along, and then all of a sudden, the, the jacks and the ladyfish would go nuts on a small little pot of mullet they'd push off of the big school. And then the shark would rush in, and he'd just gobble up whatever he his mouth on. And sometimes that was within feet of your boat. <laughs> and sometimes that would be, you know, 20 yards away or whatever. So I'm going to let Alex tell his version of, of my encounter today. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I, again, I'm, I consider myself a man's man, right? I rarely ever get a little flustered on the water, get a little nervous or scared. Let me tell you what. <laughs> today was the first time in the history of me fishing from a silly plastic boat where I literally wanted to do nothing more than just tuck my arms in as close as I could to my body and and cast, like, straight off the nose of the boat. And I was mindful of every move I made. So go ahead, Alex. Why don't you go ahead and explain that? Yeah, the um, I think uh, – what did you have hooked? Did you have a jack or a ladyfish yeah, on? it was a jack. It was a jack? Yeah, it was a jack. Because it never even got it, did it? It just missed it. Yeah, he just Basically, missed it like four any, times. Yeah, any fish that you caught of of all these types of fish that we were catching, the jacks, the max, the uh span or the uh um the uh blues and the ladies, if you let them play on your line for thirty seconds, if you didn't reel that fish directly to you and get it out of the water, it became bait. There's no other way to put it. It was bait. <laughs> And it didn't matter if it was a perfectly healthy, it was bait. And I know Chuck had a lead, or a jack laying right next to the boat and a every bit of six-foot uh, black tip basically came up and went halfway into the kayak, halfway back into the water, somehow missed the Jack Cravel, which astonished me, and left, left Chuck with eyes the size of uh, silver dollars. It was... Um, Pretty insane. Listen, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that you need to pressure wash the seat of that outback. <laughs> I think I pulled the pepper. Yeah, there was a... I, I, I think oh. I left a little kiss behind. Dude I, I, I'm telling you, I've 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 been in a lot of crazy situations before and I've never, never, ever, ever have I ever had uh, an animal that could tear an arm off in, <laughs> half in the kayak. <laughs> like, and, it, yeah, and mind you, was, mind you, this all happened behind Chuck. It wasn't like it was right in his face so he could react. It was behind him. And uh, yeah. I was right behind him, so I had a front row seat to the mayhem. You know, and um, let it, me... It was a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're talking, you're saying that, and it's true. The times that I had been out there on the beach like that, when the bait is being busted up like that, let me tell you, those big fish, whether it's shark, tarpon, whatever it is, 
they don't care if you are right there next to them. And they will, you can oh. actually literally get hit by a fish, like you're saying. <laughs> right. They don't care. Absolutely. Those sharks, the sharks and the tarpon, um, they come through all those bait schools. And it doesn't matter if those, those fish are on hoagie pods or if they're on a school of croakers or if they're on, you know, the full-blown mullet like it is right now, full-blown mullet run. Those fish are coming through, and they're coming through to do one thing, and that's eat as much as they can as, that, as they make that pass through. And they do not care what's in the way. And sharks and tarpon both come airborne almost always when they feed heavy like that. And I'll tell you what, it it's it it made me call it made me call my insurance company to make sure they were okay with me doing it. That's for sure. <laughs> because no, it's I've had I've had hundred I've had hundred and twenty five pound tarpon land in my skiff and um and and I've seen you know spinner sharks come out of the water and. When you hook them, come flying out of the water, and it just it, whatever direction that thing is pointed is the direction it's going. Blackfish <laughs> do the same out of the water, and man, the problem is is the front end of those guys have teeth. You know, the tarpon, yeah, it might leave a scale, it might leave you bruised and busted up a little bit, but it's just gonna bump you around. The ones that have teeth, those ones coming in the kayak, that's a little different story. So. <laughs> it's it was I like it was I like, absolutely crazy. I like the yeah, I like it. It's controlled. Okay, it's not very controlled. It's complete chaos, but it is absolutely a blast. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell you first and foremost, I'm a fisherman. I don't care if I'm catching ladyfish, I don't care if I'm catching Spanish, blues, jacks. It doesn't make a difference to me. I just I like to fight fish and I like to I like to feel that that initial bite. I like to I mean, it's just it's a rush. It's just a crazy rush and everybody who who's a true fisherman who doesn't go out there and worry about catching uh, the biggest and the best of this, that, and the other. You, you know what I'm saying. If you if it's in your blood, you don't care if you're catching brim or if you're catching 20-pound triple tail. It's still fun. And and watching watching predation right in front of you in the, in the mass quantities that were going on today, all I have to say is that if anyone's coming down for boondoggle and if these mullets are still hanging around, and we got weather that's 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 good enough to go offshore and and play around. I wouldn't be surprised if there's 200 kayaks from the tip of the jetty to the tip of the cape. I mean, it, it was. I would do that every single day. I would do that every single day and never get bored with it. What we catch today? What we got? We got we got a flounder. We got triple tail. We got a big redfish. We got uh, nook. Mangro, uh, not mangro, Spanish mackerel, bluefish, jackervels, ladyfish, um, like eight or nine species of fish today. And some mackin', mackin' black tip sharks. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, 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 and the sharks. And we, we ended up getting a couple of sharks right up next to the kayak on, on some water rigs and stuff, and that was cool. Got some good shots. I want of, uh, some of that. What's up? I wanted to come back around to what Pep was so Peppy was saying about the the you know the fish not caring about the kayaks you know the triple tail the big triple tail that I was yelling about that uh, that I was calling Jeremy over because he had the net with him um, it actually was one of a pair of fish that were probably about twenty pounds 
And um, when I saw those, they weren't up underneath the buoy. I was actually uh, kind of away from the buoy and actually getting ready to leave. Uh, I turned around and looked and looked behind me and had a pair of 20-pound triple tail, almost perfectly symmetrical at a 45-degree angle, staring at the rudder of my kayak. Staring. <laughs> just looking at the rudder. Going, oh, okay. I literally swung my arm around with maybe six feet of line out with a mullet and a, on a jig head um, on that one that I hooked. A mullet, it was on a mullet and a jig head. And I didn't open the bale. I just had six foot of line out and put it behind me like I was fishing for brim. And within seconds, I was hooked up to that fish. Um, of course, it knew exactly where the buoy was and went right back to it. But it's, you know, that's one thing that I've found. I've found it with things like triple tail and things like cobias, which are, are hanging out right now. And, and for those guys coming down, um, you know, there is some really good opportunities, though. It's a specialized fishery, and it's not an easy thing. But, um, you know, those fish, those cobias and those triple tails are real inquisitive of things on the surface of the water. And it seems like kayaks are not a boat. They're not usual. They're not something they see every day. They go, what the heck is this, and start kind of looking at it. It's not the first time I've had fish literally sitting there staring at my kayak and caught them. So, or hook them at least. I didn't catch that sucker, but um. Well, so anyway, so uh, yeah, so needless to say, it was it was an, a day of epic proportions. I think we all just just. I mean, my, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm I'm wore out. Like I am freaking done. Uh, <laughs> well, that and you didn't even you didn't even touch really touch on those black tips because that was an insane way to finish it off and about probably killed us all three. So it yeah, was. Well, uh, so, uh, the black tips, yeah. The black tips. So we decided since there were so many sharks cruising around, okay, why not why not hook up a shark? You know, they're good sized sharks. These will be fun to play with, not the little meme sharks. These are these are you know four to six foot fish, so they'll be fun to play with. Anyway, here's how here's how today went. Right, I'm completely out of jig heads at this point, and I'm completely out of all the hooks that I brought with me, which, which wasn't a whole lot. Um, but, uh, I will pull over to Alex. Alex gives me like a five Oh or six Oh circle hook. Okay. I thread a SSB in pearl white since it's been the color all day long was white. I, or it, it really, honestly, it, it didn't make sense. You could, you could have put a piece of your shirt out of there. Out there probably <laughs> caught them. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so I threw that out there within seconds, boom, hooked up to a, a blue fish. Right, big giant circle hook right through his eyeball, whatever. We are we are sight fishing sharks at this point, <laughs> throwing <laughs> whole bluefish, like two pound bluefish, at sharks. Right, so uh, Alex Alex butterflies out of a, a, a jack, and Jeremy's got a whole bluefish on. He throws it out in front of him, and we're all just sitting there within seconds. Alex is hooked up, and Alex loses his fish. Then Jeremy's hooked up, and Alex goes off to videotape Jeremy. So then I grab Alex's rod and throw the rest of the head, what was ever left of it, back out behind me. Within seconds, it gets eaten, right? <laughs> and and we're, we're we're just laughing at each other because this is the most ridiculous thing. Like we 
we started off the day with the mission of maybe catching a couple of meat fish, you know, something to take home, whatever. And then uh, here we are. It's it's been such a crazy day. We're playing. We're sight fishing these big sharks. So that was fun. Well, we get them up close to the boat, and of course, you want to get some photos of them, right? I mean, it's good for advertisement for the charter business, and it's good for TV outfitters and that kind of thing. So we have leaders in the rod tips, and we're pulling these sharks, pulling, pulling their heads out of the water. And I and Alex is like, "All right, cool, Chuck. Hey, why don't you why don't you do this, dude? Grab his dorsal fin." And I'm like, <laughs> um, I look at him for a second. I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Grab his dorsal fin, bro." <laughs> no, <be> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's cool. He's, he's it's like a, it's like a little kitty cat. So I reach out, and I, <laughs> I grab a hold of his dorsal fin, whatever. I hope you got a picture of that, by the way. And oh, uh, I video I videoed that. I didn't get a picture of it. I videoed that. Oh, cool. Um, so anyway, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we so we finished out the day playing with the sharks, and it was it was just it was a great time, man. It was awesome. Um, okay, most folks who are coming down here for the Boondoggle, I already spoke to a, a pile of people. Yes, indeed, it is the Space Coast. It is the Indian River Lagoon system, which is the most ecologically diverse estuary on the planet. And there's amazing shallow water fishing to be had, as well as, as you have heard, offshore fishing to be had as well, uh, or close to the beach, I should say. Um, if you're coming down here with expectations of grandeur, i.e. sailfish and tunas and dolphin and things like that, you're going to need to drive well south of us. Because <laughs> that, that, that's just not going to happen here. Um, you can catch some triple tail, possibly, uh, maybe a stray cobia, um, get on some of the species that we played with today. Uh, so what we're going to talk about now is rips to bring with you, rod reel style combos to bring with you to give you kind of an option in case the weather's right and you can get offshore and you can go out and I'm having a really hard time concentrating over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my wife. <laughs> Get ready. So anyway, so um, yeah. Okay. So you want to make sure you have everything covered, just in case the weather should hold out and should be good, and, and you have an opportunity to do something a little bit different than what you might normally uh, have the opportunity to do. So, uh, in other words, um, possibly uh, a spinning rod outfit or a conventional outfit. Alex, what were we using? What size uh, combos were you using today? We were using, um, we had the conventional outfit, which um, I would recommend carrying one with you. Um, that way, if you do get the opportunity to do something like those sharks, um, or if we had uh, had come across large tarpon, there was tarpon out there. Um, I saw several roll. Um, if we were, if, we were, uh, you know, happening upon 100 to 150-pound tarpon. That 20-pound, uh, you know, heavy spinning rod that, you know, that was our kind of bread and butter for, you know, all of the snook and, and medium fish, the triple tail, that's the rod you're going to want to use on that if you see a cobia. That 20-pound class spinning rod is what you want. But if you do come across those 150-pound tarpon, that 20-pound spinning rod is going to really put you in a hurt, a world of hurt in a kayak trying to land the fish. <laughs> and you'll be looking at two hours of fighting 
pretty much. You know, for a that's legitimate you, tarpon. Yep, that's it, if you don't get fooled. Yeah, and and <laughs> the problem is is turning that fish when he's down and digging really tough to get him to turn and come up to you. Um, a conventional rod has that much more backbone, that much more drag pressure you can put on, that much more line. Um, so even a light conventional rod, like a light live baiting rod or anything you have, um, I would definitely bring if there's a chance that you're going to look at going out uh, near coastal for us. There's really no reason why the uh, the bait run should completely quit before boondoggle happens. Um, it'd be it'd be pretty crazy if it did. Uh, there should definitely be opportunities there as long as the seas hold out. Um, you know the having that 20 pound class spinner and also a conventional rod uh, will cover all your bases for your big fish. Um, but like you had Chuck, and then of course the first triple tail that I hooked, the big one that I hooked out there on the buoy. Um, was on a lighter rod uh, because it's nice to have that lighter rod for the fun fish that we had. You know, catching a, a two to four pound bluefish on a 20 pound class spinning rod isn't all that fun. But you do it on a 10 pound class or an eight pound or a six pound class rod and you have a blast for hours. So there's three setups there that if you carry those three with you, you're going to be pretty much covered for anything you're going to run into in our near coastal water around here. And the other, the other thing, too, is uh, those bigger combos, the bigger spinning combos and bigger conventional combos. And we're not talking big stuff. We're not talking about bringing down six-out pen senators and four-out pen senators. I'm talking about like a TLD-15 or a TLD-50 uh, uh, or star. Um any of those will work just fine. Uh, bigger Calcutta's, like a 7, what were those bigger Calcutta, 710s or 700s or whatever, Calcutta 700 TV. Right. Any of those bigger Calcutta's will work just fine. Um, you know, you, just something to have, uh, again, the line capacity mainly is, is nice. Now, also, too, right there in right by where we're going to be camping at Cars Park, obviously we're in the one of the redfish capitals of the world in the Mosquito Lagoon and having cars parked there in North End of Banana River and all that kind of thing, the opportunity of possibly catching some big 30-plus, 30, 40-plus, 30 and maybe even pushing 50-inch redfish on cut bait in October is very good. And so I would highly recommend that if that's something you've got, you've got on your list of things to do when you come into town, that you bring an outfit that is suitable for whooping a fish of that size. Um, obviously I was not going out there today with the intentions of catching a 40-inch redfish. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought my pea shooter. But at the same time, um, you know, what we need to do in the intercoast and we need to explain to you guys that are coming to the town is it's best to whoop them in a hurry. It's best to, you know, whoop those big redfish in the river and in the intercoastal around the bridges of the black drum as well than to prolong a fight for... 15, 20 minutes on light spin because most folks don't take the 20 minutes it takes to revive a fish uh, and let him go so that he can actually make it. Most folks are quick, oh, I'll hold his tail and rock him back and forth two swims out of my hand. And most of the time what happens is they swim out of your hand, they go 10 feet and they lay on the bottom and they roll up some down the internet. So, you know, think about that. You wouldn't go offshore and target 25 or 30 pound grouper with a uh, a 10-pound uh, class outfit, you know. Well, most people, right. Alex probably would, but most people won't. <laughs> um, 
But uh, and you shouldn't do the same thing to redfish in the intercoastal, especially this time of year. It's our breeding season. Um, that's what makes our location so special. Is our fish really truly rarely ever leave the intercoastal, and um, so they do all their breeding inside for the most part. Of course, every now and again, some get offshore, as you saw today. But you know, they uh, they do most of their breeding inside, and let's just protect those fish while they're here. Um, now. On those 20-pound class outfits, uh, most folks like to run braid nowadays. 20-pound braid is fine, especially if you're going to just be tying 20 into 20 or 20 into into 15 or 20 into 30. You can get away with that. Um, doubling up your line so you can go bigger on your on your uh, leader is not a bad idea. Tying a bimini twist or, or any of your personal favorite knots to, to double your line up. Mine's bimini. But, um, and you can go, if you double up 20-pound braid, with a bimini, you should have no problem whatsoever tying in 50, maybe even 60-pound uh, leader material. I'm not big on tying that big of leader material as far as 60-pound is concerned for anything because it's almost pointless. But, um, you know, 40 and 50-pound uh, monofilament or fluorocarbon is just fine. Uh, Kelly, what say you on, on, on uh, the inshore side of things? Like if a guy's coming down, say, let's just say from Kentucky, and he's never fished our rivers or anything before, um, and he wants to come down and, and have a good shot at catching some fish, what can he bring down here with him, maybe pre-buy, or just have with him as far as, um, you know, his bass tackle, his spinning rods, his casting rods, that kind of thing, maybe even fly gear. Um, what would work well for him here? I, I think, well, for, uh, I'll start off with the easy one, pretty much the fly stuff. Um, the fly stuff down here, pretty much your your, your go-to Rod that if you're going to bring just one fly rod, I would probably bring an eight weight. All right, an eight weight fly rod is, will work great for just about everything in the river, you know. Except, except if you end up hooking up one of these big monster tarpon that have been around in the river, which I've seen, I haven't seen any personally myself, but I have seen pictures of some people catching these hundred pound tarpon inside the river. Now you're you're going to be outgunned with that, but I mean all around, that's what I would bring. As far as um, reels and rod setups and all that, it's pretty much my everyday river stuff that, I've been, that I use. I use medium light tackle rods, seven-foot rods, uh, seven and a half, some of them, um, with uh, either 3,000 reels, 2,500s, or 3,000 reels. I use Shimano CI4s, um, and those are the reels that I use with. In my lines, I have a 12-pound braid is what I'm using on almost all my gear, and with a liter, uh, no more than 20, 25 pounds of fluorocarbon liters what I use. That's my everyday setup for river fishing. That's pretty much what I use for river fishing, um, and and it, it works for everything. Now, like you've seen, uh, I've caught plenty of fish um, over 40 inches with that setup right there. Um, that's Pretty much, if you're coming down and you can't bring a whole lot of tackle and you're fishing the river, that's pretty much what I would bring right there. That's that's that's, and that's pretty much everybody's. You know, if you fish for bass and all that kind of stuff, you should have something pretty similar to that. Even those bait casters would work here on the river also. Yeah. If you, if you build bait casters, that would work also. Um, but pretty much that's what I would bring, unless you're going to go offshore, like with Alex or something like that, and you're going to go go offshore. You're going to have to beef things up if you go out there. Um, 
But as far as everyday fishing, then coming down here and having a good time on the river, that's all you need. That's all. That's I. I wouldn't. You know, I. I wouldn't bring anything heavier than that. There you go. And then, uh, so now, of course, the conversation should shift towards uh, lures, uh, hook sizes, jig head sizes, all this kind of thing. You know, this is all the constant questions that we field um, from anybody who comes into our area asking what's going on, what's what's the hot color, what's going on now, and all this kind of thing, and, you know, what, what should we be throwing? So uh, I'll kick it back over to Alex, let you uh, – Let's you go into some of that stuff. Hold on. You know, as far as what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, you're you're gonna give away colors and all that stuff right now? That's what you're gonna do? <laughs> hold on, let me see. Is there any tournaments coming up here on our coast? Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Okay. All right, we don't got. Okay, we don't got any tournaments. You'll give them away. All right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, cool. We're good. We're good. Uh, we're not. I don't, don't want to mess you up, man. We've been cleared. <laughs> 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 this uh, this time uh this time of year uh we're kind of going through a unique uh <laughs> a unique pattern and the fact that much like your uh your front yard the seagrass beds that aren't as prevalent as they used to be here but are still prevalent in most of the areas that that their typical uh out of state boondoggle traveler is gonna want to fish somewhere like the mosquito lagoon. Um, or the no-motor zone, obviously, right there where we're staying. Um, or, you know, even the North Indian River, something along those lines. Uh, just like your yard stops growing in the fall, the grass has stopped growing. And it's actually come to a point to where it's starting to break up and and kind of move around. Uh, so king of the hill right now, and it doesn't matter what time it is, is weedless soft plastics. Um Pretty much that's your go-to. If you get the opportunity and you're able to throw your, you know, top water in the morning, it's great. If you can get away with it and the grass isn't too heavy, if the wind's been blowing the right direction, then, of course, get away with it. But uh, for us, it's that it's that weedless soft plastics. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And um, I know mine and along with, you know, Obviously, you guys, is, you know, we're all about the Slayers. Um, Slayer Inc. makes an amazing product, and, and I use them daily to put myself and clients on fish. Uh, the best thing I've been throwing right now, and it ties right into uh, what we've been talking about with the fishing we did today, is uh, mullet. The mullet runs going on all fall and way after the guys from Boondoggle pick up and head home we'll still have mullet run going on here. And when you have that much bait, you have to match the hatch. And the Slayer SST paddle tail does a great job at that. Um, I'll know uh, Peppy throws a lot of the, the SSB. Um, and then uh, it, it's an, also a very good lure. My go-to for the past two months in this pattern has held solid. And it's the first thing I put my in my client's hand in the morning is the Bounty Hunter, which is a black and gold, three-inch paddle tail, the Slayer Inc. SST. Um, the Cockroach is also one that I've been using. That's what caught that big triple tail today. Um, and that's just with a fire tail. It's the same as the Bounty Hunter, just has has a, uh, a fire tail. 
And uh, I got to give a shout out to Captain Mike Julek right now because he texts he texts me the entire show, all kinds of fun messages. So he gets a shout out real quick. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but we go we go weedless on that with a keeper style hook. Um, anything from about a quarter to a sixteenth uh, weight on that works great. Um, if you want to try without weight, uh, some of the worm hooks and stuff like that, and maybe some of the larger jerk baits that you have. Um, it's a great thing. Uh, might get a little nod from some of those bigger fish also. They're tough to get on soft plastics a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's Mike. Mike runs what? Real job, right? Yeah, Mike is real job charters up here in Merritt Island. He's a great guy. And uh, and it's one of his uh, his favorite pastimes is to uh, to send me all kinds of fun messages while I'm on air. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah, well, so that that's a that's a good tip right there, though, on the plastics and on the weedless hooks and such. Um, you know, I'm I'm always kind of I'm probably one of the only people that doesn't mind the only per, I'm probably the only person who fishes heavy weeded areas that doesn't care if I get weeds on my jig heads. <laughs> like every time I fish with anybody and they're and they're and they're throwing jigs and they're in the grass and they're pulling grass, pumps the grass, they get they get mad and and aggravated, and they cut their stuff off and go straight back to weedless. Um, so I'm a little different on that one. I, I throw I throw uh, shad tail style baits, SSTs, obviously, um, is is what I personally favor. But um, other other shad tail style baits work really well as well. Uh, Ricky Banks is, has a bait that's that's been really really popular. Uh, I sell a lot of them at the shop. Um, the uh, flats creeper. Sorry, the flotch creeper, and uh, yeah, we, you know, anything that's got a kick tail on it works really well, especially run on a jig head. And the reason why is because regardless if you get grass on it or not, that kick tail is still doing its thing, or that shad tail is still doing its thing. The little tiny tail that's embedded in all that grass is still thumping away, thump, 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 just thumping away. Okay, a lot of times, especially in our region, redfish don't have an opportunity to see what it is they're about to eat. They feel it, they sense it, they can pick it up on their lateral line, and then they hone in on it, then they bury it out or you know, dig it up out of the mud or dig it out of the grass and eat it and move on. So I cast out to a fish that's even moving. I feel a little bit of grass on the line. As long as in the rod tip, I can still feel that little twitch from that little kicktail. I'll just keep reeling it, same speed I always move it at. And I'm telling you, I've there's been more than one occasion, actually, more than probably a thousand, you know, situations where I've I've still picked the fish up, even knowing I've got grass on my line. So it happens. Everything everything a redfish eats this time of year has some kind of a sharp spine or points on it at some point. Even mullet. I mean, when a mullet kicks his fins up and stuff, they're kind of they're kind of hard and kind of rigid. Uh, could one swim off with a face full of grass? I don't think I've ever seen one do it, but maybe, <laughs> you know. But uh, to me, it's all about that thump. You know, it's all about that that kick you feel on the end of the rod, and that's why I fish such light rods personally. Um, Topwater baits, like Alex said, will be great. Um, all those rods and reel combos that Peppy was talking about would be perfect. Um, um, colors, you know, everyone's got their favorite colors. Uh, uh, Alex gave up a couple of his favorite colors. Um, my personal favorite out of everything that's ever been created in the history of ever is uh, molting. Okay. The first molting bait I ever threw was a bass assassin, uh, a blurp, 
and uh, back when they used to make blurps. And I crushed the fish on that bait. In fact, I, I crushed the fish on that bait so much that when I talked to Chris Sensi about molting, I was like, what color molting is it? <laughs> like, it needed to be a specific color molting for for me to be able to, you know, switch it completely over that day when Pepe gave me one to throw. And that, you know, has changed my life forever. Thank you, Pepe. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. It's, our area this time of year is one of the one of the most uh, challenging yet rewarding fisheries to fish. So, you know, we've been we've been fortunate with those of us who have been to most of the boondoggles. We've been fortunate enough to go to a bunch of cool spots, Chukalovsky, Virginia Beach, uh, uh, Pensacola, uh, or whatever, Perdillo Key, you know, all these different places, and fish really cool areas. But nobody, if you have never fished here and you're used to catching redfish, say you guys in Louisiana that are coming over, Texas, you're used to catching big trout after big trout after big trout after big trout and redfish after redfish after redfish. Well, you're going to be in for a surprise. Because <laughs> our fish are probably about the most educated fish on the planet. So um, they, they are, it's beautiful, though, because there's days where they are stupid and they'll eat just about anything. And then there's days where we'll humble you and you'll throw at a hundred of them and none of them will eat. <laughs> right, Peppy? That's right. That's right. That's that's hey, I'll tell you what, it'll be it's very rewarding. You probably won't catch as many fish here as you do in other places like that, but but it's very rewarding when you get you know, we have big fish here. We have big fish. I mean Name a place other than Louisiana where you could go and just literally go in two feet of water and catch forty to fifty inch redfish. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't name a lot of places like that that you could do it in two feet of water. I mean, it's it's just very rewarding. Our trout right now are twenty twenty inch trout to thirty inch trout. Twenty inch trout is like nothing now. That's like what when you catch a twenty inch now, what is it to us? It's like oh, uh, regular sized trout. That's it's like I, I get pissed actually. I get pissed when I catch a 20-inch trout now. Yeah, like, <laughs> because I know somewhere nearby that 20-inch trout, there's probably a, a 28 or a 30-inch trout laying somewhere nearby. That's right. You know, and That's we'll right. start to see that too. We'll start to see that as well. Um, trout will start to kind of bunch, bunch up and, and kind of group up. I don't know if it'll happen just yet. I don't know if it's if we're late into the well, we're not really late into the really enough to, to make it happen. But another couple of weeks, and uh, our trout here will bu- will bunch up into groups. And usually, what you'll find, um, you fish clear water areas. Uh, normally, what you'll find is you'll find one giant female with like five quality trout around her. I'll call them quality trout because. If you're from, I don't know, if you're from Virginia Beach, I've seen some of y'all's trout up there. There's some decent trout up there, but, you know, 20-inch trout up there is a a great trout. That's what I was told when we went up there for the boondoggle. You'll see a 30-inch female trout or even bigger than that sitting in a pothole, and she'll have four or five of those 20-inch fish sitting around her. So, (laughs) you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, what we have going on uh, in the next couple of weeks here, next couple of months here. Um, I'm going to have some pro- uh, some some lure packs set aside for uh, the boondoggle. 
um, that will be available for purchase at the actual venue. Um, pretty much it's just going to be a, a, a list from the local pros who, you know, I'm going to take probably a bag of what Pepe says, a bag of what Alex says, or a lure from what Alex says, and one from Alan Ryland, and maybe uh, talk to some of the other guys too and see, uh, you know, get their feedback and see what all they think and maybe have like five packs of soft plastics in there, maybe a hard bait, um, maybe a leader wheel or something like that. I don't know if we really need that. You guys, I'm sure we can bring down all your leaders if you want. It'll be it'll be enough stuff. Jig heads and, and weed lists, I'm sure. But it'll be enough stuff to get you started, and uh, it'll be the same stuff that we would throw, you know, whenever we go fishing. And that's half the battle, just understanding what these fish are eating, why they're eating them, um, and then finding them. So that brings me to my next point. <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, what was that? My next point. I don't know. Pepe's got a Pepe's got a Velociraptor in the garage. I don't know what it was. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was my Velociraptor. I'm sorry. This is Alex's Velociraptor. He just fed it the carcass of the flounder and the triple tail. Um, so, uh, anyway, brings me to our next point. I, I want to put out a challenge, okay? I challenge everybody from the Space Coast Kayak Angler Group, and I challenge everybody from the, from the Brevard County Fishing Group, Brevard County Fishing Reports Group, to make yourselves available to take some out-of-towners fishing, okay? Just just be, be open to this, okay? They're only here. Most of these guys are only going to be here for the three days. They live in a lot of situations a 1,000 miles away from where they're coming from. <laughs> they're not going to go back and beat your spot to death. I promise. It's okay, All right? Guy going back to, to Kentucky isn't going to go tell all of his buddies where you took him fishing. So, uh, or even if he does, the likelihood of them coming down to fish your spot is pretty unlikely. But let's make ourselves available to take a group of people, um, if people are interested, kind of lead them in the right direction. I know Alex has still got a few mothership trip openings, I believe. Yes, I do have a, a couple days open for the mothership. Uh, I I ended up booking up quite a few days doing inshore. Um, I do have time slots available and am more than willing to take groups of people out. Of course, my rates are real reasonable, and um, and you know we'll even look at if you guys have multiple people um, and have your own kayaks, obviously, and your own gear. Uh, you know, specialized pricing for the boondoggle guys that are already here with their stuff and ready to rock and roll. Um, I'm looking at possibly if I don't sell one of the days um, and the seas look right, uh, potentially running a ferry service, air quotes, um, for people that are wanting to go experience that beach fishing stuff. Uh, you know, a real nominal price to kind of cover my gas for the day. In the skiff, um, taking up to four people and uh, just towing your kayaks as far out up the cape as you want me to take you, and uh, then you can make your way back to the boat ramp, um, and then I'll run back in and grab another group of four guys that want to go out. Uh, so I'm looking at maybe something like that to give people the opportunity uh, to check out that nearshore stuff in uh, more of a mass quantity than uh, than just me taking three guys out fishing, you know. Gotcha. 
But uh, obviously, stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned to any any of the social media that that comes out of out of you guys or me, and uh, you'll be able to hear about those trips and anything like that. I'll also be running through Boondoggle. I am also doing a seminar Friday night for everybody coming down. I'm going to cover the inshore stuff uh, and the offshore stuff, kind of give you a what's what and what's hot for that week because um, obviously I'll be on the water all the way. I'll, I'll literally, literally be running charters all the way up till the time I'm off the wall, uh, till the time I'm doing the seminar. So I'll be able to get you some hot information of what's going on and, and how things are looking. Um, it, it should be epic. The way it's setting up, we got all this water still here. The tarpon in the river are just going nuts, and the redfish are happy. Everything's happy right now, and uh, there's no reason why why if somebody wants to break off from the what I feel boondoggle is much like Pe- uh, Peppy and you do is not as much about the fishing as it is about the hanging out and having a good time with friends. Um, those that do want to get that hardcore fishing in, it's going to be here for you, and you're going to have some good opportunities for sure. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people uh, may come down not even thinking about tarpon, and that's another thing to bring up real quick. I know we're getting close to the top of our hour. Uh, we usually have an hour and a half to cover for each show, and we can do that tonight, but you know what? I think football's on, and I'm just flat out exhausted. So, but anyway. <laughs> I whooped you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's all right. It's a good kind of whooping, though, dude. I, I, these are the kinds of whoopings that I smile about. So, uh, <laughs> Well, there's uh, whatever. So anyway, um, family show. So tarpon, okay? <laughs> Lots of people coming into town that have never experienced catching a tarpon of any size. I'm here to tell you that a five-pound tarpon is still as exciting to me as hooking a 100-pound tarpon. I know it sounds crazy. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but the jumps you get out of a five-pound a five pound fish, the fact that you can land a five-pound fish in just a few minutes, if that, sometimes they smack you in the face um, and land in your lap. And it's, you know, <laughs> we won't go into seconds. that one. <laughs> we won't go into that one. So, anyway, uh, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about that trip because we were off the air last week, but we'll, we'll finish off talking about that. But And then actually, this will parlay well into that, so... Here's the deal. The ultimate goal for most fishermen in the state of Florida is to catch a grand slam. Okay? Or a slam. Depending upon what region you're in, the slam may differ. Okay? Here on our coast, the slam typically consists of snook, trout, redfish. Right? Uh... Then there's, you can do a drum slam if you want to call it that, redfish, black drum, trout, because trout are technically in the drum family. So, or you can do a grand slam, which would be tarpon, snook, redfish, trout. So, if you come down to the boondoggle and you've never fished here, and you go out and you catch a grand slam one of the days while you're here, congratulations. You've done something that a ton of people who live here have still never accomplished. And this time of year right now, with the water being as high as it is, with the mullet showing up the way they have, this is the best time and the best opportunity that anybody will have to catch a grand slam 
for the rest of the year. Would you not agree, Alex and Pepe? No, for sure. Absolutely. With with the way the water is and the way the rain has been, and if you can get to a good outflow, you could literally catch a grand slam and not move your boat one inch. Yeah, yeah. You can do it on fly. You can do it on casting gear. You can do it on spin. You can do it with artificials only. You can do it with live bait. doesn't really matter. Last Monday, yeah, last Monday, Alex and I went out <clears throat> again with Jeremy, which just seems to be like anytime the three of us fish, like epicness happens. But, you know, since, you know, since Mondays are like my only day to fish. So we get out there and uh, we go looking for tarpon. was like one of the main species we were looking for. Uh, a, a good buddy of mine who was volunteering at my shop, Tucker Calhoun, had given me a box of golden lures. These lures are so magical that they were once offered on infomercials. They may still be offered on infomercials, like in West West Virginia. <laughs> I'm talking about the holy grail of infomercial lures, the banjo minnow. All right? <laughs> if you've never heard of a banjo minnow, you live underneath a rock. Or you never watched any fishing shows. Because at the end of every fishing show in the evening, the banjo minnow guy would come on, old crusty looking dude would come on, and he'd go, banjo minnows, they might not even be hungry, but they're genetically programmed to bite it. Right? They're genetically <laughs> programmed to eat the lure. That was the spiel. Everybody remembers watching the footage, oh, yeah. that thing that thing bouncing in front of a big bass and the bass eating it and guys catching rainbow trout on it and whatever else. <laughs> so it was kind of it was kind of like a throwback for me because my parents had spent or had spent more than what they ever should have on lures for me growing up. And I bought we we got those things sent to the house almost on on a monthly basis it seemed. Thank you mom and dad. <laughs> and Throughout my life, I have caught pretty much everything that swims in the river on a banjo now. So we go down this we go down this one spot, we're cruising around. Alex, well, first Alex shows up. He's like, "What you got?" I go, "Banjo minnow." <laughs> he's like, "My." <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get out there. We get we get in this area. The tarpon are rolling, and they're happy and whatever. Sure enough, jump a tarpon on a banjo minnow, right? That's awesome. Rolled the tip of the hook over, but whatever. Lost him. Uh, we we head on out to another spot, have a fish blow up alongside the bank. I threw the banjo minnow over towards where I saw him blow up, and uh, sure enough, fish on. Boom. Fish on. Fish jumps, smacks me in the beard, which, is, <laughs> by the way, it didn't hurt because it's cushioned. So... Uh, no jaw in- injuries for that. Um, but anyway, smacks me in the beard, lands in the back of the boat. I reach back, I like bear hug it into my lap and then put it in underneath my legs and you know, finally secure him and I go to get the hook out, whatever, and I'm waiting for a picture and he flops out. But regardless, landed tarpon. We get out onto this one area flat and between me, Alex, and Jeremy, we have a grand slam. 
Okay. I was a snook short of a grand slam. Alex was a tarpon short of a grand slam. We both we both caught a slam per se, but uh, mine was a tarpon redfish and trout slam. I guess you'd call it. I guess I didn't really slam out. Now that I think about it, that's pretty upsetting. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jeremy ended up catching some nice redfish and stuff like that too. But we were we were literally within a mile, mile and a half of where all those species were caught. All Everything kind of cruises in and around together during a mullet. I mean, the water's up and the water movement, uh, culverts and ditches and things are flowing. They're all concentrated in the same areas, and it can happen. So, you know, come on down. Prepare to have a good time. You know where the party's going to be. Party for the boondoggle is usually in and around wherever the Space Coast Kayak Angler contingency is. Just saying, most everybody Whoa. else goes. To sleep. Yeah, most everybody else goes to sleep at like six, and uh, I'm usually the guy walking around shaking people's tents to try and wake them up because I'm not done partying. So uh, let's, let's let's try and stay up. I'd say past eight o'clock. Let's shoot for that. Let's see if everybody can uh, can hang tight till after eight o'clock. That would be great. And since I think there's stuff going on until nine o'clock. That shouldn't be an issue, right? So, there you go. What else you got, Patty? Anything? No, that's about it. I mean, other than that, uh, this weekend I got going with uh, going with Wade, the mayor. I'm leaving on Thursday night with Wade to Tampa. We are leaving to Tampa Bay, and I am fishing the West Coast this weekend for the Kayak Fishing Classics uh, Championship this weekend. So I'll be doing that with Wade this weekend. I got that going on. That's why I was saying when we were talking about baits, what colors and everything like that. I go, wait a second. Nah, okay. We're fine. We got nothing here. It's on the West Coast. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be doing that this weekend, Wade and I. So, and then we got Boondog after that. You guys there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Alex, uh, why don't you uh, do your thing, dude, plug yourself, and uh, we'll start rolling out of here. Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, I'd like to thank good old KBB Outfitters, which is uh, always the best shop in town, not just because of the guy who runs it, but because it's the best shop in town. <laughs> uh, Kayaks by Bo, of course, those guys are awesome. Um, you know, they hold a special place in my heart for sure. Tom and Lynn are great people. Uh, for everybody coming down to the boondoggle, you got to stop in and say hi. Um, if only just to stop in and say hi. Uh, or if you need something, of course, they're going to help you out. Um, you know, uh, like I said, I'm, I do have time slots open. Uh, still have availability for those coming down that are looking to do something. Uh, you know, maybe with a little help from a, from a, from a guide. And, um, and you know, I'll, I'll do my best to get you in tuned up and, and ready to rock and roll so that you're able to go do some stuff yourself also. Uh, of course, if you want to find me, it's real easy to look me up on the, the website, which is locallinescharter.com. Um, all over Facebook, of course, Alex Gritschke or Local Lines Guide Service, one of the two. Um, you can find me through Chuck or anybody else, too. And uh, I'll also be posting up stuff on the Boondoggle Facebook page. 
uh, you know, different things that I'm looking at doing, possibly, like I said, about that, that ferry service, getting people out there into the, to the near shore stuff to go check it out for themselves. Um, of course, that ride would come with a bunch of tips and a bunch of, of ideas of what you should do and where you should do it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just look me up. Give me a shout. Give me a call. Give me a like on Facebook. Keep in touch. And uh, as always, thank you for having me on and uh, spending some time listening to me. Yeah, man. It's always good to have you here, Alex. We appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much again for today. Uh, that was a, a blast for sure. Uh, getting ready to rub some icy hot on my shoulders right now so I can start to unwind a little bit. All wore out. Pull on fish's faces. This is the best. It never gets old. Um, <laughs> there was something else I was going to bring up, too. Well, you, you said something that triggered something. I forgot it. Uh, we're going to be doing a massive cleanup effort as well. Um, believe it, that will be the the third weekend in October. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, third weekend in October, uh, we're going to do a massive cleanup at CBV Outfitters. Will be the location. Well, we're going to convene afterwards. There'll be prizes awarded to those who collect the most trash. We're figuring that all out now. We're going to have food available and that kind of thing, too. So try and square away in your schedule. I believe that will be on a Saturday. Um, just watch the TVB Outfitters Facebook page. We'll be posting more information on that. I know it's coming up soon, but we wanted to kind of knock something out right after the boondoggle, not saying that everyone's going to make a mess. Just, you know, it would be nice to do something right after the boondoggle and clean up if anything was left behind or whatever like that. So, there we go. We're going to do that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, also, too, next year, I know it's way out in advance, but at some point this time next year, I'm going to be hosting a fishing tournament that will be spot-driven. In other words, whoever catches a fish with the most spots will win their division. There will be multiple divisions, including kayak, boat, shore-based, and lady angler. Uh, first through third, there will be prizes awarded for all of those positions, and then we'll have a general category. And the general category basically will be winner takes all. Out of all of those groupings, all of those other categories, so say you catch a redfish with 35 spots and you're in the kayak division, you're not going to win the boat division, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and you fish from a <laughs> kayak, right? But, however... If your 35-spot redfish trumps everybody else's who won the, their own personal divisions, you will then also take home an additional prize as the general prize. So uh, working on all that stuff right now, we've got some really, really, really good packages that are starting to show up from different manufacturers who are wanting to support the situation. Uh, again, this is going to be for the Mitochondrial Disease Foundation or I'm sorry, the United Mitochondrial Disease Foundation. Uh, as most of you know, my son uh, Logan suffers from this debilitating disease that tends to take the lives of more children every year than childhood cancer. So um, think about it. Kind of mark it down somewhat on your calendar. Uh, we don't have a date per se set in stone just yet, but we're going to uh, be working di diligently on that. Um, if you own a manufacturing company or you own a business, say you, you're a guide or whatever the case may be, and you want to contribute something to either the auction or to the raffle or to the prize packs, um, feel free 
to contact me, redfishchuck at hotmail.com. You can find me probably anywhere on the Internet nowadays. I'm kind of all over the place. Just started an Instagram. There you go. So all you guys that don't do Facebook anymore that have been begging for me to do uh, an Instagram page on uh, for the, the KBB Outfitters page, uh, it's there now, hashtag KBB Outfitters. And uh, I also have a personal one. I don't think I've ever done anything with it, but it's uh, I will be doing something with it. Hashtag Redfish Chuck on Instagram as well. Um, but there, there you go. So that's the big that's the big to do for next year. Looking forward to it. Um, if any of you guys made it to the last Cars Park Boondoggle and you know what I put together for that event, prepare yourselves mentally for what you're going to experience at this event. So, yeah, last. That one was for a great organization that takes care of very, very important people. This one is for a great organization that may one day find a cure for what my son has. So the effort in which I put into this is going to be unmatched. I'm hoping that it will be the largest fishing tournament in history of Bavard County. That's my plan. So there you go. Bobby, go ahead, man. Do your thing, and then I'll do my thing, and then we'll get out of here. Let's do this. Um... Let me first thank uh, Native Watercraft. I um, uh, want to thank them for for everything as far as my kayak concerns and everything like that. And and hopefully, cr- fingers crossed, which it should be, I should have a new boat come Boondoggle. Boondoggle, there is a delivery coming for North Carolina with a PBR drinker. So, <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> um, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, RCI Optics, Powerful Shallow Water Anchors. Slayer Ink Lures, Sea Deck Marine Products, TFO Rods, Aquabound Paddles, Hook One Kayak Fishing Gear, Yak Attack, Tailing Toads, KBB Outfitters, Kayak Fabo, and Herrera Steli Cigars. Thank you all very much for supporting me and my fishing stuff. <laughs> Thank you all. <laughs> Your fishing career. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. And uh, you'll hear in my in my, my long list, my laundry list of uh, supporters and sponsors as well. We, Pepe and I share quite a few of those, and there, there will be representation from some of those fine folks at the, at the Boondoggle as well, including RCI Optics. Um, we'll have some RCI Optics available for retail sale out there at the Boondoggle. There's also a pair being given away in the raffle. So uh, with that being said, I'd like to thank RCI Optics, Tackle Web, uh, Hobie, of course, Obi. Uh, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Eager Nets, E&O, Adventurous Custom Rods, Derrick Roberts. Sir, that rod did work today. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, to, to lift a, a fish of that size off the bottom on such light gear and not blow that rod in half, which I figured was going to happen five or six times, kudos to you, sir. <laughs> um, I'm also proud to, to offer those rods at KBB Outfitters as well. Um, and I, I kind of helped to design it as well, so that's pretty awesome. Whatever. Self, self-induced self plug. Uh, Powerpole, Slayer Ink Lures, uh, Bedding Branches Paddles, Matova Cameras, and, of course, Sea Deck Marine Products. And because uh, you have Sea Decks on your boats, you know, wait till you see what we have. <laughs> wait till you see what ours looks like. And uh, uh-huh. feel free to walk up to any of our camping spots. I'm sure we'll have a Sea Deck uh, event tent somewhere in or around our camping location. Um, 
swing on by and take a peek at the product. You know, maybe we'll try and get something uh, to give away or something like that. We'll talk to. I know there's what four kits in the four kits in the raffle. I think so, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I was even awesome. I was even thinking I was even thinking I don't know I might it, it, my my boat is getting rewired right now the whole boat is getting rewired um, so if it's ready by the boondog and all that stuff I might even I might even take my boat by there and stuff just so that people could check out the sea deck stuff on the boat itself. Oh I'll yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely bring the boat out, dude. Yeah. Yep. Definitely bring the boat out. Just keep me off of it when the sun goes down. <laughs> I'll show you the spot where it happened with Chuck. <laughs> I was just talking about me drinking, getting up on the polling platform in the pitch darkness. Um, anyhow, <laughs> you're, talking about dookie. you're talking about dookie on someone's fingers. So, uh, <laughs> with the, with the, which, by the way, uh, Peppy, you threw a little house party the other day, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, Wade's like, I got to go hit the pisser. And he comes out of the bathroom and he comes and grabs me and he's like, come here. And we walk in your bathroom and there's a hair clip, a black hair clip on the floor, like near the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> and Wade goes, dude, I swear, I thought that, that was a peppy. <laughs> <laughs> he walked in, he, he thought somebody had dropped a, a Hershey kiss on the floor. And for those of you that that don't know the story, you can listen to all of our shows, which are downloadable for free on iTunes. Uh, so catch up to some of the programming that we've had in the last couple of weeks, and you, you can you too can hear the Hershey Kiss story. But with that oh. being said, thank you all so much for tuning in to our show. We really, really enjoy what we do. Uh, we've got some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pipe, it sounds like. Um, very, very excited for what we're going to be doing here at Kayak Fishing Radio, changing things up completely probably in the next few months, and uh, we're going to do our best to bring you a quality program that is unmatched. Did you know why? Because the three of us, including Alan, even though he's kind of on hiatus, know how to tie line-to-line connections. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... All right, with that being said, we're out. Uh, Peppy, hit the music, dude. Let's go. Let's see if I do the right one this time, right? <laughs> all you got to right, do is see you all later, transition. <laughs> all right, see you all. Later. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus